I'm Kim Schmidt, and welcome to this episode of our 2021 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. In today's podcast, we hear from two progressive precision farming dealers who are working on the front line of adding autonomy to their dealerships and how it will be incorporated into their business plans in the future. If this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to subscribe to the podcast series currently available in iTunes, Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And a reminder that by subscribing, you'll be alerted when each new episode is released. Farm equipment automation is on the minds of precision dealers, whether it's tangible reality or far-fetched fantasy within their business. But regardless of the take, it's hard to ignore the impact emerging technology will have on the ag industry. Looking at the results of the 2020 Precision Farming Dealer Benchmark Study, some 43% of responding dealers cited autonomous vehicles as an area of at least moderate importance to grow revenue during the next three years. Commercialization of autonomous systems is fast approaching and recent momentum in the ag industry suggests unmanned implements on the horizon at the edge of a farmer's field. Cheap, reliable labor could be a strong selling point, particularly as both dealers and farmers are challenged to find and retain permanent employees. So what are dealers doing to prepare for the opportunity? In today's Precision Farming Dealer Podcast, we hear from two dealers who share how they're adding autonomy equipment to their precision lineup and how and when they're looking to incorporate self-driving technology, sales, and service into their business plans for the future. First, we'll hear from Bill Lemkul, owner of Precision AgriServices, a single-store independent precision dealership based in Ohio. After Bill's done, we'll hear from Ben Plansberg, BCA Technologies Division Manager for LandPro Equipment, a 21-store John Deere dealership group that covers New York, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. So I'd like to thank the staff at uh, Precision Farming Dealer for giving me the opportunity to speak today, especially on, you know, the topic of advancing autonomy, a practical primer for preparing your dealership. Uh, a little bit about myself and, and my company. Started Precision Agri Services in 1994, primarily as an independent crop consulting company, actually doing soil sampling, uh, recommendations, and crop scouting for customers. But soon after that, we had clients asking about how to set their planners up, how to use ag technology to improve their operations you know, yield monitors and things like that, bringing that data back in onto the agronomy side. And so therefore the technology uh, side of the business was born. So currently, and the picture at the top of the screen is already outdated. We took that in uh, August of uh, 2020, but we have two full-time agronomists on board doing independent crop consulting and data management. We have eight planner and ag technology specialists doing sales service. A couple of those cross over to the agronomy side to help out there. We have um, one of our specialists also helps on the research side of things, three office and support staff, and several of us, including myself and my wife, cross over to the technology team and help them out during the busy season. And besides that, we actually run an independent research farm for planner and ag technology equipment, looking at the return and investment for our customers. So with that being said, a little bit, some of our experience with autonomy. And we had the opportunity to beta test Smart Ag's auto cart in the fall of 2019. And, you know, you can joke all you want about alpha testing, beta testing, and that, you know, there's always going to be some of those ups and downs. We had software glitches that um, equipment malfunctions, software glitches that resulted in equipment malfunctions. We had equipment malfunctions that resulted in software glitches. So, you know, you can, you can joke all you want there that, that sometimes in, in what we do in the ag industry is somewhat on the cutting or, or bleeding edge of technology. And with that said, I basically, you know, why consider adding autonomy to your dealership? And I want, you know, the audience to think a little bit about the first time you heard about auto steer or auto guidance. And I guess I'm showing my age here a little bit because for some of us, it was cutting edge technology. And, um, you know, there were things like, you know, lack of platforms when, when some of this came out and GPS came out. You know, we were designing our own uh, wheel angle sensors, uh, 
fitting those up, trial and error with steering valves, you name it. And, you know, from there, you know, what was the reaction at that time? You know, for a lot of people, farmers would just say it's a fad. It's too expensive. I'll never use it. And, you know, how many of your customers have auto steer in their operations today? And did you really think that it would be a standard feature for many of the, uh, much of the equipment that you handle and sell at your dealerships? So now I want you to think about autonomy for a moment. And what's your reaction? You know, is it any different than those of us that went through the early infancy of auto steer? Um, in those early days. And I guess I look at it as pretty much not if, but when. So let's think about autonomy and let's think outside the box for a moment. You know, autonomy is already used at your dealerships and being used by uh, a lot of you today uh, and a lot of your customers today. And many don't think of this as autonomy, but some of this is basically machine control behind the scenes. So here's, here's a couple examples I'm going to go through here. I mean, precision planning with their Delta Force, where the planner is actually reading downforce sensors as it goes through the field. And it, you know, you're changing that applied downforce on the go. And their new product, Smart Depth, you know, and there's others out there besides Precision Planning and John Deere. But we look at John Deere with their combine advisor, you know, using cameras and sensors on the combine to identify changes in crop conditions and automatically adjust the combine to those operator settings. And their Harvest Smart, where the combine automatically adjusts ground speed according to crop load and crop variations without any operator input whatsoever. So now let's think about, you know, the next level. I already went through what I consider maybe the first two levels and, and autonomous vehicles would probably be the, the third level. And um, autonomous vehicles are here and they have been for a few years. And yes, mainly as a concept only or beta versions, but they've gone back to at least 10 or 12 years already. So if you look at John Deere's concept, the iTech Pro in 2008, the Fent Trimble Guide to Connect uh, concept, which debuted at Agritechnica in 2011, Kinsey's Autonomous Grain Cart concept in 2013, um, CNH's Autonomous Project in 2016, and then we look at DOT, which is a Canadian-based company, which is now actually part of the Raven Autonomy Group, which debuted in 2018 and 2019. And then we look at other smaller startups, such as Yanmar in 2018, Sabanto and their custom planning project in 2019. And then finally, what's came to fruition, you know, is the Raven Auto Cart which was formerly SmartAg, now part of the Raven Autonomy Group. And that's the first commercial release of an autonomous tractor available to pre-order in December of 2020 and will be available for the 2021 harvest. So with, with that being said, I wanna go through a little bit what we've heard from customers or farmers and, and you know, basically, why we wanted to add autonomy to our dealership. So one of those things or several things, it's, it's hard to find good seasonal help and I have too many jobs that need to be done all at once. So, you know, in, in our part of Ohio, we're fortunate to have a lot of industry, so help's hard to find, uh, part-time help even for the farm side of things. But, you know, autonomy is gonna greatly reduce the amount of help needed and, and you know, I bring up the grain cart operator. You know, we have several one operator, 800 plus operations who have already said they're going to purchase auto cart due to their inability to find help. And of course, you know, it's going to allow that operator, that farm farmer to uh, perform more jobs at once. You know, planting and seeding of cover crops is just one example I hope comes to fruition. 
especially in our service area in Ohio and with the Lake Erie watershed, cover crops is a big topic. You know, growers say they can't get it all done in the fall on a timely basis and they're looking for solutions. So, you know, that's just some of the things. Uh, we also look about, you know, my planning window is way too small and I need to get more done in a day. Uh, you know, autonomous equipment truly never tires or calls in sick. And in the future, uh, it may be able to run 24 hours a day. Who knows? So, you know, using smaller machines could be more efficient than using one larger machine. So, and then... Come other comments by farmers, you know, I can't find the right conditions to perform field operations in. So, and, and I look at that more on the spraying or um, spreading application side of things, you know, windy conditions, for example, you know, with autonomy, you can probably wait for better conditions. And with smaller autonomous systems that can spray and spread when it's too wet for the larger traditional heavier equipment, so, which leads to that final comment on this slide, you know, I'm compacting the soil with large equipment. So, you know, that's just one thing we farmers look at or comment on. So, the next step here for any dealer is the manufacturers uh, need to come out. Obviously, getting tractor or power unit to operate autonomously is the first step. And, you know, I made the comment earlier when I went through the different stages of autonomy platforms that have uh, started to 10 or 12 years ago, we're, you know, we are there. So with the release of Raven's auto cart and adding that technology to an OEM tractor, pulling that grain cart for those grain cart operations during harvest, we're here. It's here. So, and as with any new technology, Additional platforms will come to fruition as well, as well as new uses for the driverless platform. And, and let's talk about that a little bit. So, you know, the platforms of tomorrow, the green card operation is here and now. That's here. I'm, you know, planting and seeding is, is on everybody's mind. You know, I think we're probably close to that, but probably, you know, uh, it might be a few years yet till all of that comes in with the artificial intelligence and the things you need to monitor. But, you know, harvesting, you know, I put a question mark by that. Uh, spraying and dry fertilizer application and, and tillage are things that on everybody's mind. So, you know, with that being said, we asked our customers and, and truly asked them, you know, what platforms do you really have the most interest in? And, and, Grain cart operations have had the most interest. And I think that simply comes from the fact that our, our customers are looking at a simply way to reallocate their labor to some other job on a farm that provides a better return on investment, such as seeding cover crops. You know, we're on the edge of the livestock belt in Ohio, so we've got care of livestock, et cetera. So, so if they can reallocate some of that labor to doing something else that provides a better return on the investment, you know, they're, they're going to look serious about spending the money on, for example, an autonomous grain cart. Planting and seeding is next. That's what our customers kind of stated that, especially for cover crops and those type of operations, tillage and spraying and application were truly almost a tie. Some of them, you know, still do tillage and said, well, if I can do tillage or if I can apply dry fertilizer while the combine's still in the field and monitor that function, you know, that would be great. So, and the last one, harvesting was pretty much a hard no from all of our customers. And, and I tend to agree, there's a lot going on there. That might be, you know, far-fetched down the road in the future, but it may happen someday. So platform sizes, I think, um, will be uh, different throughout the country. For example, specialized crops such as fruit and vegetables or as you get over on the East Coast where field sizes are smaller, over in the Delmarva, et cetera, you know, I think maybe the smaller, what I refer to as swarm type technology with multiple smaller units in the same field, you know, versus a, a larger single platform such as DOT or an OEM uh, tractor or OEM machine. And of course, 
you know, artificial intelligence will be utilized on all these implements and play a big role in that autonomy, you know. So with that said, are you ready for it as a dealer? You know, and I think at most of the dealerships, you're already doing GPS, you're already doing auto steer, you're already doing guidance systems, but I guess, are you prepared for cameras, radar, lasers, LIDAR, and all sorts of other artificial intelligence? Are you prepared to make the additional investment in equipment employee and employees? And what am I talking about? You know, are we simply talking about an OEM? You know, there's a lot of what ifs and depends. So are we talking about an OEM machine or a tractor that we're just adding technology to? You know, if so, we can rely somewhat on others for things such as hydraulics, uh, mechanical functions regarding the engine or transmission, etc. If all we're doing is adding the technology, the wiring, and and things like that to make it go in the sensors, that might be for you. That might be relatively easy. Or are we selling a standalone integrated platform such as Dot, for example? You know, will you need to add a service truck with a crane? Will you need to add a service technician that's trained in hydraulics, engines? transmissions, etc. You know, that's just some of the things you need to think about when you consider adding some of this type of autonomy to your dealership. Um, another thing I think needs to be considered in my mind, you know, is the investment in inventory and what happens when you have that customer, uh, you know, if a unit goes down that he has. And it's, I think it's as simple as this. If it's an OEM unit, such as a tractor with the technology on, it might be simple. You just move that technology over to the, uh, your grower's other tractor and away you go. Or do you swap it out for another tractor in the operation? Hopefully that customer can find someone to fill the void temporarily till you get his autonomous unit up and running. Or, you know, if it's a standalone platform, you know, depending on the cost of that platform, there may not be another one available for the customer that may not be an option and, and he's sitting still. Or, you know, we talk about the smaller swarm type units, you know, they might be less expensive. You may have one just sitting on the shelf for that matter that you can load on a truck or a trailer and then swap it out with that customer's down unit. And these are just some of the things to think about. And I'm sure we can, you know, definitely come up with more things to consider before adding, you know, autonomous vehicle technology to your dealership portfolio. And, you know, it's difficult to get into hard numbers, such as investment and return on investment for your dealership with the technology being in its infancy and not knowing the costs of platforms, et cetera. But I think, you know, these are just, the tip of the icebergs of things that you need to consider and look at. So in summary, autonomy is already in agriculture in many different forms. You know, some people just don't realize it, but I, in my mind, it's the next auto steer. Uh, autonomous vehicles won't be for everyone, but you know, I think in the next five to eight years, we'll see a big influx in uh, this type of technology. Um, and autonomous vehicles. So I'll leave you with the final thought. We can take some questions. So yeah, Bill, just, just one question uh, that came to mind, I think is uh, you mentioned obviously, uh, and, and you asked you asked the question yourself, you know, are, are you prepared for this uh, of our audience here? When, when you were kind of, you know, getting prepared or getting in that mindset of, hey, this is something that, you know, I think is, is going to be worthwhile and, and you know, I want this to be part of my business uh, plan going forward. Um, you know, I've heard uh, other folks in the industry talk about there being, you know, a couple of different models here for, you know, how dealerships might adopt autonomy and kind of make it part of their, you know, product and service packages. And certainly thinking about it from an equipment dealer standpoint, um, which our, our other panelists, uh, in this session came from and, and you as more of an independent for, you know, kind of the other independent dealers, um, you know, maybe just elaborate a little bit more on 
you know, your, your mindset on, you know, why you think this is going to be a, a good fit, obviously with, you know, some of the other products not being, you know, a, a major line dealer, you know, that's selling high horsepower tractors and, and planters and sprayers and combines. Sure. Yeah, I think we came at it from the standpoint a little bit, Jack, that, you know, we were already doing high-end, well, I considered higher-end ag technology, uh, and that was some of the, you know, how you want to put it, lesser autonomy on, on the planner and, and things like that. That uh, And we went from it that, you know, we think some of our mainline vendors – will probably venture onto the autonomy side. Um, And and I'll give an example. For example, Ag Leader already with their card ace. I mean, it's not true driverless autonomy yet. You know, I don't know what their direction is. But from our standpoint, we wanted to be on the cutting edge and uh, keep our feet in the water. Uh, per se with the autonomy side of things and the driverless side and and so far you know yes raven did have a few hiccups with the auto cart and and that this year i know they were hoping to get that out sooner and have some more units in the field for fall of 2020 but i think they've got it now and i think the direction that we've went with that starting out i think uh looks good and we've got a lot of interest so I feel it's going to continue to grow. We'll get back to the discussion shortly but first I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join us for the next Dealership Mind Summit. To find out more details and to register visit www.dealershipmindsummit.com. Then head over to precisionfarmingdealer.com for the latest industry news. Let's get back to the program. Now we'll hear from Ben Flansberg and how a large mainline dealer is approaching autonomous equipment. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Ben Flansberg. I'm the Integrated Solutions Manager with Land Pro Equipment. Just to give you a little background uh, on myself and our organization, Land Pro Equipment is a John Deere dealership. Uh, with headquarters in New York. We do have 20 locations all together between three states in uh, New York, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. On our team within the Integrated Solutions Division, there's eight team members uh, spread between our three states. And kind of the way we handle it is is each one of our team members are broken up to work with a specific set of sales and, and service people for educating our employees, our coworkers on technology and, and delivering that technology to our customers. So we've got a great team with us and, and we really enjoy the precision ag component of our of our organization. A little background on myself, personally I started in precision ag in 2007 forming BCA Ag Technologies. Um, as an independent dealer servicing and selling equipment from different vendors such as Ag Leader, Soilmax, Precision Planting, Smart Ag, which is now part of Raven Autonomy. Um, and at BCA, we specialized uh, in agronomy and data management services, things such as soil sample and variable rate application maps, uh, whole farm management programs uh, with yield analysis and zone creations and things like that. And uh, when we joined uh, LandPro Equipment in 2019, um, we, we brought those agronomy and data management services as over with us as well. So we're a little unique as far as a large ag equipment dealership goes and that we've got two agronomists on staff to provide those those agronomy and data management services and, and that's something that we take a lot of pride in. So want to uh, give you a little bit of my experience, our experience as a team with autonomy and uh, where we are to date. So in 2018, we joined SmartAg as a dealer. Um, SmartAg's now been acquired by, by Raven and, and their autonomy division, but we run two different autonomous systems, the um, auto cart system with, with SmartAg, one application being in the summertime with wheat 
and the other one being in the fall with corn and, and soybeans. So one of those systems able to operate in Pennsylvania, the other one in New York, which, which gave us a good um, feel for different terrains and different cropping systems um, and, and things like that. So uh, very much enjoyed that experience uh, with the Smart Ag team and, and what it is that they're, they've been developing um, and, and got a lot of good feedback on that. Uh, the second system that my team has probably more experience with is the John Deere Machine Sync. Um, while that's not a fully autonomous system, it, it still requires a, an operator in the cab for, for unloading the grain cart and, and things like that. Um, it, it's very close as far as uh, we're concerned to, to something that's autonomous with the combine that's controlling the tractor, uh, not only location, but, but speed and, and fill points and things like that. So. Over the last two years, we've sold, serviced, and demoed um, many different systems across our 20 locations in three states, uh, having really great feedback from, from customers on that as well, too. So um, when looking at autonomy as a division, as an integrated solutions division or department for our organization, we, we really sat down at, at the beginning and we said, what are our, what are our objectives why do we want to look at autonomy and what do we want to do and pretty unanimously the whole team said you know as a team we need to first start by gaining confidence in the system ourselves um we we need to know that we we're confident it's going to perform the way that it should um it's it's going to work you know it, it it brings a whole another level of technology to, to farm operations out there. And we need to know that we can go out and we can demo it to our customers and, and prove to them that it's really going to work and, and show them the, the value added of what that's going to bring to their operations. Um, and the second thing then becomes gaining the customer confidence. So with autonomy, we have a a whole nother level of liability. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest statement that we hear from our customers now is who's liable, you know, how, how, how reliable is the equipment and what happens if something goes wrong? What does that look like? Um, you know, back in 2007, when we started with auto steer and auto track and things like that, um, we were, there, there was a, we had to gain customer confidence there. However, um, we still had operators in the cab. When things went wrong, we could still grab the steering wheel and take over and continue planting or spraying or, or whatever it is. So we've got a, a whole nother level of confidence here that we need to gain with our customers to prove to them that the technology is going to work. And, you know, when it doesn't work, there's the, the systems in place to protect them so that, you know, ultimately something terrible doesn't happen. Um, and, and the last thing that we looked at was providing feedback for future needs and enhancements of the system. So give, being able to give feedback, um, back to the vendors that we work with like Raven and, and John Deere on what's worked really well with the autonomous systems, uh, what hasn't worked, what faults have we seen, and um, you know what kind of future enhancements we want to see as well. That way when there there is a fully marketable solution out there in autonomy, you know, we can we can kind of bring a complete solution to market for our for our customers. So uh, that gives you kind of a little background on myself, our organization, and, and where we are with autonomy currently. Um, and so I, I kind of want to start and give you my view on autonomous vehicles and, and where we're headed and, and kind of lay the, the, build, the foundation of, of where we are with our customers. So... I, I titled this slide back to the data and it feels like we're going back five or six years here because, you know, five or six years ago, it was all about the data, all about the information. What do we do with the data? Who owns the data? How do we use the data? And, um, you know, there, we've had a lot of advancements in that and in, in making management decisions on our operation. But, you know, 
really, in my opinion, autonomy will be driven by the data. We're, we're now taking the next step with our farm operations, and this is really, in my mind, the big application for, for our data that we've been collecting and analyzing over the years. Um, it, we've, we've used it to make sound management decisions and, and change things on our operation, but as you can see by the, the picture there that I, I stole, we've got two autonomous tractors performing two different operations out in the field, and you know, ultimately one is going to steer the other. Um, you know, one is going to provide in real-time data and information to the other. We're going to be sharing things like uh, field boundaries and guidance lines and things like that, um, tillage practices, soil types. So we really need to get our data in line, and, and that's where the renewed focus on data and whole farm information is going to come, in my opinion, um, making sure that we have fertility levels documented, soil types, tillage practices, seed varieties, things like that. Um, it is really going to be the foundation of autonomy because sensors are going to continue to be, to evolve and become smarter. And in my opinion, these autonomous vehicles aren't going to just be performing a duty. They're not just going to be out there tilling a field or planting a field, but the sensors are going to actually be doing smart applications for us. Uh, we've seen where deer is, is releasing their sea and spray technology, where we'll have sensors now on the on our sprayers that uh, can see pests and weeds and, and insects in real time and do spot apply applications. And, and those sensors are really what's going to drive autonomy and, and they're they're, they're really what's going to create our smart vehicles out there. Uh, they're going to be doing more than, than just tillage passes. They're going to give us valuable information back, but they're going to require, um, you know, the valuable information to start. So the, the last piece on the, the autonomy and the evolution of it, in my mind, is technology will become rapidly less expensive to help drive adaptation. Um, when we looked at the beginning of tech, uh, precision ag and auto track, uh, the technology was a little more on the expensive side. It was it was seen to be more of a luxury and and held the the more important jobs on the farm like planting and spraying. Um, and it took it took a while to get the the cost of the technology to come down where it was affordable to outfit our entire operations. Um, to doing things right now to, to basic tillage. And in my opinion, the way that I see autonomy driving is our sensors and the data and everything will, will become so much smarter and, and the technology will be so much faster that it's going to drive um, adaptation of the technology and operations so much faster. Um, if we looked at, at auto track integration in the oper in the, being a standard practice across farm operations and it took 10 years, uh, I truly believe you could cut that time frame in half um, with autonomy once it truly hits the, hits the market. So where does that leave you? Um, you know, if you're, if you're sitting there thinking about adding autonomy to your operation, um, you know, what does that look like for you and and where do you really start? You know, there there's not really much for a, a marketable opportunity out there with an autonomous company um, or anything to take to market. And I, I would caution you to to hit yourself with any one company too soon with, without seeing, you know, final products. But really your opportunity to, to start that building block is now in focusing on that data management with your customers um, because that data and those sensors will drive whole farm integration. And you really need to, you know, develop a three to five year plan with those early adopters. We've all seen that technology adoption curve where we've got the 10 to 15% of our customers that are considered early adopters. Um, those are the ones we really need to focus on now because autonomy will take work to implement successfully on an operation. 
uh, and the groundwork for that with that data really begins now. We we need to have good field boundaries. We need to have good guidance lines. Um, you, you know, things need to be laid out now because just bringing in autonomous tractors for doing tillage or planting or things like that won't be able to happen overnight. Uh, the, the release of the technology, again, will be slow, in my opinion. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of companies out there looking to, to bring fully autonomous vehicles, whether it's aftermarket solutions or, or a fully autonomous rover. They're, they're working on bringing something to market. Um, you know, it's been a, a conversation for several years now, and, and so the release has been slow. I, everyone's looking to get it right. Um, but I think once it's released, the adaptation across um, the, the adoption from operations is, is going to be very, very fast, a lot faster than we typically see uh, other technologies that we've been used to. Um, and again, the, the affordable technology will make the adoption across the agriculture market, um, you know, faster than what we're, we're normally used to seeing. So we talk about a, a three to five-year plan, you know, who do we target, what does that, what does that look like, and, and who do we want to start working with to, to get that foundation for autonomy. Um, and, and so within our integrated solutions department, we kind of stepped back in and looked at our target our audience and said, who stands to gain the most from the technology? Um, it, it, what customers is it that they really might have labor um, labor issues, finding good skilled labor, um, labor regulations, and, and things like that. And across, um, you know, I know there's a, a wide variety of crops grown across the United States in our area. There's a lot of apple um, in vineyard and, and vegetables and things of that nature. And, and where you get into migrant labor or unskilled, labor and and so we looked at autonomy and and who is it that that could benefit the most and I, I think you got to look within your organization and and the customers that you work with within your organization and and determine who, who's got the best fit for this what what does that uh, audience look like for us so once we kind of we looked at our, our target customer and, and who it was that we we're going to, um, you, you know, really start laying those building blocks with and, and discussing autonomy now with, we, we had to come up with a sales approach. So, so what does that look like within our integrated solutions department? And really, I think it's it's slightly different between independent precision ag dealers and, and large ag equipment dealers, and what that looks like. Um, you know, having experience on from both sides, I looked at it and said, you know, we really need to determine who our autonomous partner might might be. What does that look like? And and when I say that. Um, you know, are you comfortable selling and servicing iron? So there's there's companies out there like Raven uh, and Dot that have a fully autonomous rover um, that, that kind of gets into a, a whole different realm of things other than putting an aftermarket solution on uh, an existing piece of equipment. And, and with that, you know, what if when the autonomous solution takes off, the customer wants to trade in an ex existing four-wheel drive tractor towards a fully autonomous rover. Um, so it, it kind of brings a different aspect to your business that you got to take into consideration when you're determining uh, who it is you're going to partner with and what you want that to look like. And I'll touch base with it uh, in a minute here, but it, it brings a different level to your service department too as far as uh, how you're traditionally used to servicing precision ag and your customers versus what that might look like in the future. So, um, you know, do you want to get into the, the, the fully autonomous rover system or would you rather retrofit existing equipment? So um, kind of looking at your organization and, and what that looks like as a whole help you determine, you know, different partners that are out there. And then with the large ag equipment dealers, um, from from our standpoint of where we are now uh, within our dealership, but 
looking at yours, what, what does mainstreaming look like within your dealership? And when I say mainstreaming, what is the integrated solutions conversation from uh, your uh, starting with your, your parts department all the way through service and sales? Um, you know, what is everybody's comfort level of talking about uh, integrated solutions and technology on on uh, equipment and and really autonomy is going to take that to the next level so um you know and, and what is that comfort level of your sales staff with selling the ams equipment and and who within your dealership is going to be responsible for showcasing and teaching the new technology and i'll give you an example within our organization um at LandPro, what we like to do is when we research and we bring in new technology such as something autonomous or a new sensor like that it, it typically lives within the integrated solutions department for for two years and and we're able to gain that experience and and learn it as a as an is team first and showcase it to our customers but then also uh, educate our sales staff and our service staff on that as well as far as when we really start pushing that new technology out into our market um, we, we know that everybody has a, a complete understanding of that technology so um, kind of figuring out your dealership approach and, and how to handle autonomy and, and where it's going to live so um, like I said before, then that brings in a whole nother level of service that you need to determine and look at within your organization, depending on, um, you know, whether you're an independent uh, precision ag dealer or a uh, large, large ag equipment dealer. And depending on your, your partnerships, there'll be different service needs. So retrofitting existing equipment will have a smaller learning curve uh, as technical support will follow closely with current practices. We've uh, 15 years ago put in our first auto sear system learned how to install that ourselves and troubleshoot it and do all the technical support and you know really didn't have to learn much outside of that um, and, and so you've we've got uh, you know certain autonomous solutions out there that are going to be very similar to, to what we're traditionally used to um, and then we we've got the next level, you know, learning a whole new machine. Basically, consider the learning curve on partnering with companies that'll provide its own autonomous rover, deer released. It's um, you know what they look look at the the future of spraying, and you know whether you're an independent uh, precision ag dealer or a large ag dealer, you know. Do you, do you need a service-oriented team member that understands the basics of, of engine and hydraulic repair? Um, does your service department have the knowledge and skills to, to service such equipment? And so it's it's something within each individual organization that you'll have to look at and, and determine and, and maybe you focus on bringing someone on uh, that's a little bit more just service oriented, not sales, so that if you go the fully autonomous rover route, you know that um, you know you'll be able to fully fully service your customers, and you've got uh, you know a little bit more of an advanced understanding um, of, of basic machine operation. So it, once we we kind of uh, within our IS division or department, we kind of you know we we looked at our customer base and, and who this fit and and then determined kind of what our data management or digital strategy looked like. Um, you know, we had to determine, you know, how does it fit within our business model and, and going forward, what's this going to look like? Um, you know, so we, we asked the simple questions, are you currently promoting data management and sensor technology with your customers? You know, how are we doing as a division um, with that? So for, for 2021 to help continue the building blocks towards autonomy with our customers, we've got a very large focus on digital ag in 2021. So getting back to uh, data management, um, good clean data recording uh, field boundaries and, and soil types and fertility levels and all that fun stuff uh, is really where our focus has, has shifted in 2021. 
um, and along those lines, what, what do our customers look like, age bone? What are we looking at for a, a target customer within our business model with that? The, the age of the owner, number of acres farm, what's the availability of skilled labor, and that goes across the different crop types that we have. So um, any kind of questions that we've asked ourselves to, uh, to build this foundation. Um, what is autonomy going to achieve in your business and how is it going to benefit your customers? And that's the ultimate question that we asked at the beginning is, is why, why should this be a part of our business model or, or why do we want it to be? And, and, and ultimately, um, it is an agriculture industry. We can see with the, the development of sensors and the tech and different technology that ultimately that's um it, where our industry is moving is a lot more fully automated uh systems so kind of to, to wrap up or you know where do we go from here in conclusion um it, it begin to begin to develop your data strategy now um look at your organization and, and what it is if you're if you're very heavy on the hardware but not the data but autonomy interests you then you know I, I think you should really start to develop a data strategy with those target customers uh, when when there is a release in the marketplace of of something that you could possibly sell to your customers um, you, you know make sure you've got that foundation to begin with identify the autonomy model that best fits your organization so whether you're an independent or a large ag um, equipment dealer look at your service departments and and everything that goes along with selling autonomy and make sure that you've got the right people in place to to not only sell it but to be able to service it after the fact depending on who you who you partner with um, is your precision agriculture message consistent throughout your organization? So um, back to the mainstreaming piece I touched on earlier, is everyone in your, your organization fully understand your, your integrated solutions approach um, from parts all the way through service? And, and that way you convey the, the right message to, to all of your customers. And, and again, what is your strategy around service going to be? And that goes back to the autonomy model that best fits your organization. Um, I, I really think as you as you look to develop a partnership with an, an autonomous company, um, you know, really start and start on the service end of things. Figure out how it is you're going to service that equipment before you figure out how to sell the equipment. Um, because we all know that, that uh, autonomous will, will really need to be reliable once, uh, once it is released out there in the marketplace just to keep that customer confidence level high um, and have that, that fast adoption within our, our market. One of the interesting points that you made there was just the peripheral elements, the other aspects uh, of a precision business or just a precision dealership for that matter, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of need to have in place, you know, to kind of make autonomy a, a profitable, you know, part of their business future. And you specifically mentioned autonomy and data, or uh, agronomy and data, and, and how the data factor is going to kind of play in there. Just kind of thinking from an advice standpoint, I know you had some excellent points throughout the course of the discussion here. Um, you know, for dealerships that are are kind of you know, just, just starting to think about this, you know, and well, you know, is, is this something I, I need to be looking at? And you kind of had the breakdown there of the independence and the large equipment dealerships and, and some of the, the bullet points and, and discussions uh, on some of those considerations. You know, what, what's that, what's that entry point or, or that catalyst that dealers, you know, should be thinking about, you know, on whether or not this is an area they, they really want to kind of make that move into? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it might be slightly different for each one, but ultimately, um, whether you're an independent precision ag dealer or a large equipment dealer, I think we're both going to end up at the same point in the road um, three to five years from now. When you look at, uh, you know, independence from my, my time being an independent precision ag dealer, we always 
we always tried to stay one step ahead of everybody, always have the latest and greatest technology and maybe try to try things out of the box and in new and exciting companies um, and, and like that, the, the smart ag. And so it, there's that avenue and, and you really got to start with the building blocks with your customers of the importance of the data, utilizing the sensors um, in, in all the technology now so that you're, you're very well prepared for it uh, in three to five years from now. It, when my, in my opinion, when we have a, a true launch of autonomy on a large scale in, in the agriculture market in versus um, the, the large equipment dealership, um, you know, where I obviously spend my time now in that everyone's trying to differentiate themselves with the competitive advantage. And, you know, John Deere has done a fantastic job of showcasing their technology, um, you know, as, as part of the competitive advantage. And so that, that utilizing that data um, in their new sensors, uh, such as sea and spray and, and things like that that are coming out or, or what's going to drive autonomy into the dealerships. Um, it, you know, it's going to be more and more like the, the sprayer that I had in the slide there that, um, you, you know, you can buy an R-series sprayer, you can buy a fully autonomous sprayer uh, loaded with everything. And, and so as a, as a large equipment dealership, we, we look at it and how do we set the building blocks of our customers now to be prepared in five years from now, from now when we're trying to sell them a fully autonomous sprayer. What is it we have to do now? Um, because we can't just go out in three years from now and sell them an autonomous sprayer and think that it's going to work perfectly and we haven't ever mapped any data or have any guidance lines or any, you know, all that stuff that just is going to make autonomy work flawless on an operation. So um, looking a lot bigger picture than things, you know, simple things like the the grain cart and like that, we're, we're going to be performing smart operations. We're going to have smart equipment in the field. And, and so ultimately, at the end of the day, both organizations, in my opinion, the large ag and the independents, meet at the end of the road, you know, in the, in the same spot, um, really, and both have to take the same approach, in my opinion, right from the start. Thank you to Bill Lemkel and Ben Plansberg for sharing their ideas on how autonomous equipment fits into the dealership business. I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at kschmidt at lessermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2431. You can also keep up on the latest precision practices impacting your dealership today by registering online at precisionfarmingdealer.com for our free PFD daily e-newsletter. I hope that you'll join us again for the next episode in our 2021 podcast series. For Bill and Ben, as well as our entire staff here at Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Kim Schmidt. Thanks for listening.